Welcome to episode 46 of my podcast. In this episode, I'm going to continue my series on the first volume of Antonicene Fathers. It's been a long time since I did an episode in this series, and today I'm going to discuss uh, Polycarp's letter to the Philippians. You can get a free digital copy of the first volume of Antonicene Fathers on the website of Christian Classics Ethereal Library. So as I said, um, in this episode I will be discussing the epistle of Polycarp to the Philippians. Polycarp was, it is thought, the bishop of Smyrna and a disciple of the Apostle John. He lived in the 2nd century. The epistle may be a composite of two letters of Polycarp, an older letter written before the death of Ignatius of Antioch, and a longer letter written after the death of Ignatius. But uh, the latter also feels pretty complete, um, so you might also read it as just one whole. The letter starts off as follows. Polycarp and the presbyters with him to the Church of God sojourning at Philippi. Mercy to you and peace from God Almighty and from the Lord Jesus Christ our Savior be multiplied. I have greatly rejoiced with you in our Lord Jesus Christ, because ye have followed the example of true love as displayed by God, and have accompanied as became you those who are bound in chains, the fitting ornaments of saints, and which are indeed the diadems of the true elect of God and our Lord. And because the strong root of your faith, spoken of in days come long gone by, endureth even until now, and bringeth forth fruit to our Lord Jesus Christ, who for our sins suffered even unto death, but whom God raised from the dead, having loosed the bands of the grave, in whom, though now ye see him not, ye believe, and believing, rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory into which joy may desire to enter, knowing that by grace ye are saved, not of works, but by the will of God through Jesus Christ. So already in the start of the letter we see a number of striking things. Um, The theme of resurrection, that's something that returns a number of times in the letter. The salvation by grace. Later on in the letter there's also the importance of uh, faith will be emphasized but also of righteous living, holy living. Christ's death for our sins is clearly spoken of. And we also get some insight into Polycarp's theology proper and his Christology. So while Jesus is spoken of as distinct from God, nevertheless it is clear that there is a very high Christology. There is also a very strong moral instruction in the latter, or at least a lot of instruction about how the Philippians should live. What I also found interesting in the letter was uh, the high view, of course, of the apostles and also particularly of Paul, which is also makes sense, of course. And it makes sense that 
Polycarp would speak of Paul when writing to the Philippians, because of course Paul also wrote a letter to the Philippians. And so in the third chapter he says, These things, brethren, I write to you concerning righteousness, not because I take anything upon myself, but because ye have invited me to do so. For neither I nor any, any other such one can come up to the wisdom of the blessed and glorified Paul. He, when among you accurately and steadfastly taught the word of truth in the presence of those who are then alive. And when absent from you, he wrote you a letter, which if you carefully study, you will find to be the means of building you up in that faith which has been given you, and which, being followed by hope, and preceded by love towards God and Christ, and our neighbor is the mother of us all. For if any one be inwardly possessed of these graces, he hath fulfilled the command of righteousness, since he that hath love is far from all sin. So here the connection, of course, between love and righteousness. And Polycarp goes on to address various groups in the community, so husbands, wives, children, or maybe addresses isn't quite the right word, but he uh, deals with various groups in the community. So also the widows, the young men, the young women, and the presbyters as well, of course. He says, for example, And let the presbyters be compassionate and merciful to all, bringing back those that wander, visiting all the sick, and not neglecting the widow, the orphan, or the poor, but always providing for that which is becoming in the sight of God and man, abstaining from all wrath, respect of persons, and unjust judgment, keeping far from all covetousness, not quickly crediting an evil report against anyone, not severe in judgment, as knowing that we are all under a debt of sin. A little further on, Polycarp says, Let us be zealous in the pursuit of that which is good, keeping ourselves from causes of offense, from false brethren, and from those who in hypocrisy bear the name of the Lord, and draw away vain men into error. And then there's a bit of a warning in the letter against certain heretical views. For whosoever does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is Antichrist, and whosoever does not confess the testimony of the cross is of the devil, and whosoever perverts the oracles of the Lord is to his own lusts, and says that there is neither a resurrection nor a judgment, he is the firstborn of Satan. Wherefore, forsaking the vanity of many and their false doctrines, let us return to the word which has been handed down to us from the beginning. So basically there's an encouragement to turn away from false doctrines and to, to look to the apostolic testimony or the testimony at least that was handed down from the beginning, the tradition. And further in the letter, Polycarp mentions others as examples. I exhort you all, therefore, to yield obedience to the word of righteousness, and to exercise all patience, such as ye have seen set before your eyes, not only in the case of the blessed Ignatius and Zosimus and Rufus, but also in others among yourselves, and in Paul himself, and the rest of the apostles. This do in the assurance that all these have not run in vain, but in faith and righteousness, and that they are now in their due place in the presence of the Lord, with whom they have suffered. For they love not this present world, 
but him who died for us, and for our sakes was raised again by God from the dead. This also beautiful little piece. Um, so they didn't love the present world, but they loved Christ. And of course, we are also to follow the example of the Lord. So he says, Stand fast, therefore, in these things, and follow the example of the Lord, being firm and unchangeable in the faith, loving the brotherhood, and being attached to one another, joined together in the truth, exhibiting the meekness of the Lord in your intercourse with one another, and despising no one. When you can do good, defer it not, because alms delivers from death. Be all of you subject to one another, having your conduct blameless among the Gentiles, that ye may both receive praise for your good works, and the Lord may not be blasphemed through you. But woe to him by whom the name of the Lord is blasphemed. Teach therefore sobriety to all, and manifest it also in your con own conduct. So the teaching aspect, but also live according, in accordance with what you teach. And then he also mentioned one person, a presbyter that has turned away. He mentions him by name, Valens. But Polycarp is very gracious towards him. And he says, I am deeply grieved, therefore, brethren, for him, Valens, and his wife, to whom may the Lord grant true repentance, and be ye moderate in regard to this matter, and, then, and do not count such as enemies but call them back as suffering and straying members, that you may save your whole body. And he says a little further on, he says something interesting, and he says, I, For I trust that ye are well versed in the sacred scriptures. This is, and this also maybe expresses an ideal or a value. And for us Christians, this is also something good to value, to be well versed in scripture. And then finally, the letter Closes off, he says, These things I have written to you by Crescens, whom up to the present time I have recommended unto you, and do now recommend, for he has acted blamelessly among us, and I believe also among you. Moreover, ye will hold his sister in esteem when she comes to you. Be ye safe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with you all. Amen. So it looks like the sister of Crescens is the one that will deliver the letter, but maybe I misunderstand it. So anyway, the letter of Polycarp to Philippi is not very long, but it is nevertheless an interesting letter and with uh, striking elements to it. So especially the talk of the resurrection of Christ and also of the saints. There's also mention of the ascension, so we find here very important, quote-unquote, like traditional Christian doctrines, we find already present in this letter. Anyway, I hope you found this short episode interesting. You can find out more about this podcast on my website, markshaw.nl. Thank you once again for listening, and until next time.